Hey, basketball, I hear your sister's going out with squeak. Yeah, that's right. We watch <laughs> basketball. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Bob, in all my years of calling games, I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited? <laughs> Feel these nipples. Tear me apart, Lisa. We took out of a building. Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you. That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Riders Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kerland, and joined with me is uh, part two of the crossover episode. Uh, <laughs> If you listen to Clamshell Case Files, you already heard me talk about ladybugs. Well, now I'm making them talk about basketball. So, guys, you want to introduce yourself? Say hi. Hi. I'm Matt. Quit. No, no one else. No one else. I don't know who's next. <laughs> hi, I'm Bridget. And I'm Quentin. So yeah, we uh we watch basketball and who wants to do the the blockbuster rule where you're in a blockbuster video, you look at the back of basketball and what is the back of the the clamshell say? Quentin, I think this sounds like you. Yeah. You can make I, it up. I want to hear I think Quentin hated this movie the most, so uh hate is a strong word. This is no ladybugs. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're not going to be on a list for watching this. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, are you a fan of South Park and great parody movies such as Airplane? Well, look somewhere else. It's basketball. Yeah, that's about right. Featuring Robert Stack. Featuring Robert Stack. <laughs> so I, I saying you guys, fuck, which is great. Yeah, we have no idea where the fuck this guy is. <laughs> So I took a journey with this movie, and I think you guys are going to know where I'm going, but maybe there are other people out there who were like me. So when I saw this movie back in theaters, and then even to this day, I was like, it's a South Park guys movie. Like there was Orgasmo, and then there was South Park, and then a year later they did this. So it was a South Park guys movie. And going into it this time, I felt the same way. And then like halfway through this movie, I was like, man, this really feels more like like an old National Lampoon movie or or airplane or something like that. So when I got to the end and saw Zucker Brothers, I was like, that makes so much more sense now. Did you not see the big directed by Jerry Zucker credit at the beginning of the movie? Apparently did not. It didn't say directed by Jerry Zucker. Uh, It didn't say directed by David Zucker. It said a Zucker Brothers game. Oh, you're right. Yes, it did say a Zucker Brothers game. That's right. Oh, wait, was it was it not Jerry? Was it David that directed it? Am I saying this? I think it it is David. Jerry Jerry did the classy films like Ghost. That's yes, that's right. <laughs> in, in First Night. That's yeah. Which one? Which one went on to direct an American Carol? Uh, was that also David Zucker? David? Is that, that also was David Zucker. Yeah. Yeah. He does the bad ones. <laughs> but see, I I have a soft spot in my heart for this movie because i saw this when i was like 11 years old um this and dirty work around the same time so like yes. those, two, those two movies i have like such a soft spot so but, i 
I went into this. I also loved this as when I was younger. This I was a little bit older than you when this came out. I was yeah, we were not 11. Yeah, I must have been 15-ish. Um, but I saw Dirty Work opening night in a movie theater um, because I loved Norm MacDonald on SNL. And I watched Dirty Work recently uh, with my wife, who said I'm insane. And uh, clearly she's rethought whether I'm funny or not, because I thought it was still hilarious. <laughs> uh, so when I went into this, I was like, oh, I'm probably still going to really like basketball. I was bummed out that I didn't think it was that funny. It's anymore. still not. It's not that funny, but like the psych outs are still hysterical. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, some, some of them. them. Some of them. Not, not when they play San Francisco. That's very problematic. No. <laughs> so that's that's my problem with this movie. Like, for the most part, I thought it was fine. I wasn't, like, laughing out loud crazy or anything like that. But for the most part, I was like, I oh, know, this is pretty good. But the there is so much gay panic in this movie. Just, it's so littered with it. Yeah, because it's a 90s movie. Also, the Zuckers yeah. are very homophobic. Yes, yes, yeah. I know, it's kind of tough going back and watching old Zucker movies and just being like, I love this, but not that joke. Not that joke. Because even Trey and Matt said, like, how problematic the homophobia was. Because if you watch South Park, they're kind of, like, with it. They're on they're on the ball with it. Yeah, yeah. Where this, there you was, can clearly tell that they had nothing to do with the writing. There, there was one time where they weren't, which was an E3. And I think it was the second South Park game. Quentin, you'll, you'll remember this. And it was right after the Orlando shooting. And so like Ubisoft had had this big thing about like a memorial for the people uh, in the, the Orlando club shooting. And they came out with just the wrong tone when describing that, that game. And I, what was it? A dolphin. And they were like, it's a dolphin, but he's gay. He's a gay dolphin. Isn't that great? Ha 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 ha. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it was South Park. Wow, and everything. I, forgot about I, I think they've been, <laughs> I think they've been pretty, pretty good about stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't gone back, so I don't know how Big Gay Al still falls in the uh, the pantheon of time. But. <laughs> I also sort of fell out of South Park somewhere in season seventy nine. I have no idea how many. There were like there <laughs> were like twenty three. Are there? They're on twenty three. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like nuts. Um, so I haven't watched it in years. So it's like tough for me to say. I saw Book of Mormon. I liked it quite a I bit. I Love Book of Mormon. <laughs> I think it's very good. Um, but I, I haven't, I haven't like kept up with the South Park stuff in years, years. The, the last thing I knew is that they were doing a, a whole thing with the presidential campaign and had to rewrite the last episode when Trump won because that was not the results that they were expecting, like even a little bit. And that was four years ago now. Like that's how in touch I am with South Park. But yeah. good news, it was within their production cycle, their insane production cycle anyway. Six days so. to air. <laughs> Uh, so yeah oh no sorry (laughs) no no chris farley was offered was it the role of uh cooper first Mm -hmm. and he turned it down was he still alive at this point (laughs) yeah i I guess so it would have i mean at least when he was offered it i guess yeah yeah, like because dirty work was 97 right so like it was and that was his it was his last filmed role, but not his last movie because Almost Heroes came out after Dirty Work. In right? November, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just had to mention Almost Heroes for Bridget. <laughs> but wow. who would have who would have been Reamer if it was? Yeah, David, I don't know. David yeah. Spade, David obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that no. movie wouldn't have worked. Like, yeah, it, 
it surprisingly works because they added the character of Squeak. They added well, that, Trey, Trey, Trey and Matt added Squeak. Mm-hmm. That also friend. explains why Matt thought it was like, oh, this is a South Park guys movie, just like Orgasmo and Cannibal, because he's in it. Well, because well, I think also, they, they came in and rewrote a lot of the script too, that they were given, like they were give, they were able to do their South I did, Park. Yeah, thing. I didn't hear that they did a lot of rewrites, but I did hear that, or I read that they definitely submitted jokes and, and did take part in in that portion of the process. I know that they they were like very. They went up to Zucker and during the San Francisco team, the San Francisco Ferries, and they are an all homosexual team and they're like are you sure you want to do this and david was like yeah and they're like okay i let's give them the smallest bit of credit fairies is f-e-r-r-i-e-s which there are many fairies that transport in and out of san francisco but that's the littlest amount of credit that i can give them and more than they deserve yeah yes (laughs) But I love, I love. This was actually based on a real game that that the Zucker brothers created in their backyard, and I, you can tell. I think one of the reasons why I liked this so much as like a, a younger person was because I used my friends and I would do stuff like this too, where we'd get sick of playing like kickball or wiffle ball, so we would just like add insane rules to to games and just play like weird modified versions of these games. So like basketball seems like some dumb bullshit we would have come up with, and I was like, yeah, that would be fun. That does seem fun. But rolling with three players doesn't make sense unless I just need to look at the rule book. Because if you're playing by baseball rules, you're right. You would need four people. You would need five technically, right? Because if uh, I guess four would work. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, kind of. I I think so. You can't. You have to do a single, then a double, then a triple. So if someone goes on to first base and another person does a double, you're right. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like it, the way it would work is you could never have three. You could never have bases loaded. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I saw the ref like throwing sandbags down like you can't go for this double again. I didn't realize that like you couldn't do like two singles in a row. They weren't sandbags. They were they were pot holders. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. yes They're yes. pot holders. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm kind of destroying my childhood uh, like you guys already did for me. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but. I will say that, like, I really love the the charisma of of Trey Parker. Like, he's really good in this. The movie is shit, and him him and uh, Matt Stone are really good in this. There, I, I I mentioned this off off mic, but I was shocked at how good they are. They're like legitimately pretty decent comic actors, and they're like they are they have like obviously like chemistry together because they're actual friends and like. Yeah, they just play really well off of each other. They play really well off of everybody else in the movie. I, you know. You know how professional athletes come and go these days. Well, not in basketball. There's rules against it. Well, hello. Oh, uh, Miss Reed, this is Reamer. Would you like a fresh pretzel? I baked it myself. Oh, thank you. Goes great with mustard. Okay. Dude, you didn't make that pretzel, did you? Well, of course not, but chicks like guys who can cook. Didn't you know that? What? I 
I see you work. She was checking out my ass. Yeah. She wasn't checking out your ass. Like, they're playing well off with Ernest Borgnine. And it's like, it's legitimately was like, oh, this is charming. Oh, Borgnine in this movie. <laughs> I, uh, I love how he dies by eating a hot dog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I enjoyed the gag after that, even though it was really bad effects when he's uh, when he's he's pumping on his chest and looking the other way. So the hot dog keeps coming out and going back in and coming out and going back. It's in. an amazing CG hot dog. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I like that gag. That was good. Man. There were gags I liked in this movie. When when they when they, they 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 think that him not getting the three home runs has killed the little boys, so they come back and there's the empty bed and Oh why? 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 Come on, Coop. It's over. Oh, poor Joey, why? I'm sorry, dude. If you're looking for Joey Thomas, he's been moved next door. Oh. Hey. Oh my oh. god! Why, why, why? Gentlemen, he's in this room. That is a good gag. Also, yes. That was actually specifically the point where I was like, this feels like a, a National Lampoon sort of movie. Yeah. yeah, it is. And also, Yasmin Bleeth is like the worst actress they could have possibly gotten. <laughs> <laughs> She's really bad. I, didn't... I found it very interesting that she, like when I went to rent it, it was Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Yasmeen Bleeth. And uh, obviously, I didn't remember a ton of this movie going into it, but I totally expected Jenny McCarthy to be there. So when I saw her name not there, I expected it was more about, uh, you know, her off-screen antics, but... Not vaccinating minor her role. kids and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, I think, technically, did she, had she quit singled out at this point or was singled yes. out? Okay, yeah. So, like, this was, like, her first, like... Uh, I'm going to be a movie star. So like, she wasn't even like, I, I assumed it was just like, oh, it's a tiny role because it's Jenny McCarthy. They're not going to hire her. Oh, that's right. I, Car- I would have preferred her as, as that role instead of Yasmin Bleeth. Like, cause Jenny McCarthy can kind of act. Yasmin yeah. Bleeth really can't. <laughs> she reminded me a lot of Priscilla Presley and, in naked gun. <laughs> yeah, uh it's I like I guess I just don't this might be the only thing I actually know Yasmin Bleeth from. Like I know she was on Baywatch, but like I didn't watch Baywatch growing up. What? Um yeah, no, I just That's weird. Watch. Yeah. Like everyone watched Baywatch. No. Yeah. I, feel I like, didn't watch Baywatch. Yeah. I, I didn't really watch my, Baywatch. Wow. My, my friend's family obsessed, like not just my friend and his dad, but also his sister and his mom were like, I remember like hanging out with them and being like, oh, you want to like go play Genesis? And my friend was like, no, Baywatch is on. And me just being like, <laughs> what? Okay, and then the entire family. Serial killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They may have been. They were, you know, my 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 friend's dad came out of his clean room covered in blood, and but uh, yeah, you like no. Huey Lewis in the news, <laughs> but yeah, like it it I I like was like oh like I don't know much, so I started looking into it and then realized she was in the throes of a terrible cocaine addiction around this time. That makes sense. She was arrested at this point, too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she ended up, like, going to rehab a couple of years after this. And she met her husband and got clean in rehab, which is, you know, 
not supposed to unusual she yeah. didn't really do anything else after that no no it seems like she's just kind of like which may be for the best <laughs> seems like i see what you're saying though jenny mccarthy has more of more energy at least yeah like yeah. jasmine bleef seemed to walk around half asleep the whole time but <laughs> but you know yeah yeah well as we learned from ladybugs uh she's a woman so she doesn't need any character because women don't have character right right I mean, the Zucker brothers have never written women or any female characters strong <laughs> at all. I mean, Julie Haggerty in Airplane, Priscilla Presley in Naked Gun, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're and it shows here. It doesn't age well. I just remember quoting this movie like all the time. Like, you ever wanted to be a big sports star, right? Sure, once, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> I just love when he goes into his South Park voices unintentionally. I, yes. like it happens so often. I was, it would it, all of a sudden you would hear a South Park character. It was yeah. Oh my god! As a part of looking this up, I went to uh, Trey's IMDb page, and the amount of scrolling I had to do because of the number of characters he has listed under South Park is amazing. And yeah. considering that he does it all with about six voices. And there was like 552 <laughs> on that list. Yeah, Matt Stone does like four characters. And yeah. Does everyone else. So, uh, yeah, in the research, they thought that they only signed on to do this movie because they thought South Park was going to get canceled. Mm. So, yeah, and, yeah. And it didn't. So then they had to do season two of that at night, film this during the day and vice versa. And they got like no sleep. And that's why they never started another movie again. Interesting. Yeah. I just assumed they had a bad experience. Not that the bad experience was never sleeping. I mean, not not sleeping is a bad experience. I, I don't know. Maybe you get to sleep all the time, Quentin. You don't understand. It is a, a horrible <laughs> experience. They look I mean, like all... they're having fun. They do, yeah. And, and but... Dine or Dane or however you say Squeak's name. Is it Diane? I have Diane? no idea. Yeah. D- Dean. I have no idea. Diane. But he, he, he's like one of the best things in this movie. Squeak Scalar is so much fun. <laughs> I really, I really, I liked his character. I mean, he's good in the stuff that he's good in Orgasmo too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Cannibal in 20 something years, so I can't yeah, speak to either. that either. But Yeah, it doesn't age well. Yeah. I saw it a few years ago. But I, I just love how they riff on him. Like, oh, you couldn't get a chicken there if you had a $100 bill hanging out your zipper. Yes, I could. No, you're a piece of shit. No, I'm not. Yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure am. <laughs> so, do you guys want to go into anything specific? Uh, I mean, honestly, where this movie was coming from at the time like did end up being a thing like the whole first portion of the movie where they're like oh and then the uh excessive celebration was taking over and they obviously have the football players doing lord of the dance and everything but the nfl actually ended up adding penalties for excessive celebration now i'm not saying this movie influenced the nfl but i'm not not saying it was around this time though i remember like i remember being a big thing where it's like no more end zone celebrations and i was like as a kid i was like this sucks and <laughs> celebrations rule but as but weirdly so uh 
we've talked about this on the podcast before my heart and and Bridget's husband's heart, John, John's heart, friend of the podcast, heartbroken by the Red Sox trading. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Not this podcast. Um, Maybe this podcast. I don't know. He could. I mean, it's wrong when he mentions it on our podcast too. I don't know about the Red Sox. It's true. Uh, But we've mentioned it before, but uh, uh, Red Sox traded Mookie Betts broke my heart. Like for money. For money, for for just saving a f- like millions of millions of dollars, but Even like they're these, billionaires, they're billionaires, and it is personally saving them money. Mookie Betts, this talent who came up in the Red Sox system, generational player, like amazing, like it's so cool that I got to see this guy play for for my favorite team, and then they just traded him away for nothing and it's like a super bummer so like having like i weirdly spoke to me when it's like yeah we want we want a sport where people can't be traded for money and like it's not about it's just about playing the game and it's like yeah hooray the game well i love that and they're treated like indentured servants (laughs) yes yes (laughs) which is totally accurate yeah for sports prior to the i don't know i guess the 70s maybe 80s yeah I, but, uh, I, will, I will say when he leaves, when Borgnine dies and leaves the team to Coop, the one thing that I didn't understand is he should be rich, right? Like basketball should make him a ton of money if he owns well, the team now. Right. And like also like basketball, if everybody's making the same amount of money, like all the teammates, like they're all still broke, but that doesn't make any sense either because like if there's profit sharing involved and like everybody gets a piece of the pie and basketball is this giant sport everyone would be rich like you wouldn't be making like the 30 million dollars a year that like some people are but like i was like right, they'd be able to pay their gas bill i mean yeah, it, but i don't think there was any profit sharing till he died but you would assume that like when they built the league and it's like, oh, it's about playing the game and everybody getting a fair shake and everyone making the same amount that everybody would make the same amount. That's when the capitalists came in, Quentin. Robert Robert Vaughn in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, uh, he's so disgusting and so yeah. gross. And I love how he's like, so why don't you come by my place and you can lay some carpet? And, and she does not want to sleep with him. So bad that she is literally laying carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Polishing his lobby, if you know what he means. Yeah, the last one, it took me a very long time to realize chroming his knob. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So did you all also, I don't know, Scott, if you grew up around here too. Um, I did. Yeah, so like... Robert Vaughn for me is most known for Diolivera in Morgan, the local. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like like, tell him you mean business, call the law offices of Diolivera in Morgan. And I might like, when I was a kid, my mom had to be like, no, that's Robert Vaughn. He was the man from uncle. And I'm like, what? Every time I saw that as a kid, I always wanted him to just like cut away and be like, God damn it. I was one of the magnificent. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Like it's like, it's so funny to me that like, it's like, Oh, the guy from the lawyer local lawyer commercials is in this movie. <laughs> Good Gr- for him. He Good finally him. made it. Yeah, yeah. He made it. Good for him. <laughs> but I, even, okay. even now I just can't not see him and not think, tell him you mean business. Is anyone else a Frasier fan? Yeah. 
did you recognize who little Joey was? No. It's Frazier's son. Whoa! It's Franklin. It's Franklin Crane. Holy crap! Yeah, and I I love when they spend a day with the team. <laughs> Spending a day with the team means like they literally are just doing chores. Yeah, just like <laughs> doing laundry and cleaning and and then getting drunk, re- rebuilding an engine. <laughs> The the sad part that I actually related to when I lived in New York, I would when I, my laundry was being done, I didn't have like an iPod or anything. I would just stare at at it go around in a circle. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fuck you. That hits too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite gags. Is just I think it's Trey's face as he's watching the laundry. It just has like this look of like rapture where he's like. Ah, so he's good. just so serene. I love his face when they're scooping leaves, and he's just like, ah, uh, <laughs> and he's looking at the camera. Uh, also, uh, in in terms of uh, good sports, as uh, you guys brought up, um, uh, stack earlier, Al Michaels. Oh my god, Al Michaels yeah. is amazing in this movie. <laughs> like the way he just leans it when when they're like, uh, just to think, five years ago this league was was just getting all started and he's, he's like and just five years ago those girls were in grade school like <laughs> he leans going, into mm-hmm, it hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently in the trivia it says that al michaels was paid sixty thousand dollars for this movie and he was happy <laughs> <laughs> costas uh. and costa and, and michaels in this movie are just yeah. so much fun that's one of I, my favorite parts too. That that was, yeah. I realized recently that one of the reasons why I love the Olympics so much, even though the IOC is a terrible organization, or was because I really like Bob Costas. I don't know why. I just really like Bob Costas and just being like, yeah. So as soon as he showed up on screen, I was like, yay, Bob Costas. He also has one of the best lines in the entire movie. Which one? You're excited. Feel these nipples. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, did you notice a very big cameo in this movie that went uncredited? I don't know. On Maybe. the San Antonio team, on the Alamo team, did anyone notice who their captain was wearing fake teeth in a fake unibrow? No, no I don't think I noticed. It was David Boreanaz. Wait, really? Yeah, he was uncredited. Wow. You can't find Weird. it anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'll find it. <laughs> and and Greg Grunberg is on uh the the New Jersey uh, informants team. Wait, really? Yeah. In a non JJ Abrams movie? Yeah, there's no lens flare or anything. <laughs> but I hated I hated the Dallas team. Um, especially when the guy thinks he made the psych out when he goes, Hey, your boy Denzel is about to buy the farm. And he goes, Ah and he goes, When I psyched out Coop. I just love that it, it's Reamer who goes. If anyone deserves a psych out, it goes to Denzel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought I, I think they they had some really solid jokes. Like uh, what they had dozen egg night at the stadium, so they all get pelted with eggs. You yeah. know, much like the battery night or like free range chicken. They, they all have the losers t shirt. Uh, you know, the opposite of what the winners get, obviously, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, my, fav- oh, the- my favorite was New Mexico, and it was anal probe night for Alien Night. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I also like that they, uh, uh, at one point, I can't remember what stadium it was. It was probably at the home game where one of them busts into the garage door, like falls over and, and breaks into the garage door. And then inside they have like rakes and everything like that. <laughs> and like, a car. It matters. Yeah. It, it's when, it's when uh, he's drunk. After the oh, yeah, after yeah, yeah. the night with the kid, yeah, yeah, and I love the joke. This was a time when we didn't have respect for Christian Slater, who was on Mr. Robot, or respect for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, right, yeah. yeah, right. I don't like the the RDJ joke. Like was like that seems right, but like I forgot about the disrespect for Christian Slater. Hey Pete, what's the matter with Coop tonight? I don't know, but he's one for eleven, and he smells like Christian Slater. <laughs> Uh, would you guys play this game basketball hells yeah absolutely <laughs> seems fun yeah bridget you're so enthusiastic about it yeah <laughs> sure yeah, play why it. yeah why not she's at the stage in the quarantine where she'll play anything i'll do anything i do she's Brid- so bored i want bridget. some fresh air <laughs> i'm not bored at all i have too much to do <laughs> so i'll do anything to distract me from my actual life yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you could I, i'm curious if you could pick anyone else to play um, Yasmin, I can't even remember her, uh, Jenna, Yasmin Bleas' role at this time, who would you go with? That's a good question. At we talked about time? Jenna. Yeah. Carmen Electra, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like. My choice is going to make you be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jonathan. Okay. Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, I have two choices, but okay. the one that I think would be funny would be Callista Flockhart. <laughs> okay. Because that, that just, because for me, this movie is so 90s. Yeah. But if I wanted this movie to be good, Heather Graham. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that makes she's sense. In Bo, she's in both, both finger at this time and Austin yeah. Powers by Shaggy. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. played this character before. Yeah. Yeah. And she would actually have charisma. Yeah, she's a good actress. So like it's Yeah. Now uh, I yeah, feel so bad for I... making you do this. I should have made you guys do Bowfinger. <laughs> Man. I actually Bowfinger. like Bowfinger <laughs> quite a bit. I've never actually I've wanted to watch Bowfinger and I still have not watched it. It came out when I was working in a movie theater and I was like, this seems good. And I still haven't watched it. I, I take umbrage with you saying this movie is so 90s. That Jerry Springer reference goes a long way, and the kids today surely know what it means. Yes. Uh-huh. The the music is so, like, the fact that the entire soundtrack is ska. <laughs> also, Not even ska. It's just, like, it's just real big fish. It's yeah. just real big fish singing all, like, well, all their, their I, I, I looked at, at who was on the soundtrack, and there are three people besides real big fish. Smash Mouth? Oh, they okay. the cover, and then a band called Summer Camp, and they're the ones who are doing the um, song at the end when they're finally winning. She was a little green. He was just a little mean. They were together all the time. Somehow, no one can forget this little thing that's on her mind. Ah. Uh. Um, uh, yeah. You forgot one very important band, sir. 
DVDA is credited I was, with a song I, I in said, this movie. I said three besides Real Big Fish. Oh, oh. I was about to not say that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's just, it's very interesting to me that they, they, I don't know how many other things they did as DVDA when that's a very specific Orgasmo reference. Uh, did they do the Psych also, Out song? No, they did the, uh, they did the coop driving in the car song, which oh, that's so what French, I was about to say. I was about to say that it was Trey Parker. Yeah, yeah. But you can't let it bring you down. No, you've got to fight it. Cause you try, but you can't let go. It's when you're down that you gotta get up. Don't let them walk all over your face. Stand up for yourself and make everything right again. Even if some guy's trying to blackmail you and your girlfriend thinks you suck. Yeah, we, we, on Clamshell Case Files, we have a, a sort of running bit about uh, very literal songs and, and <laughs> handing out awards for very literal songs. And man, this movie nailed it. Now, granted, they did it for the joke where most of the movies we watch are not doing it with uh, humor in mind. Right. But uh, but it was it was a very good bit in the car. Oh, yeah. I used to like recite that song all the time. <laughs> Life is spinning out of control. <laughs> I love whenever Trey Parker does like that singing voice. And I mean, I know Quentin has seen um, Book of Mormon. I have too. Have you guys seen it or heard no, any music? No, I haven't. No. There's a song called Man Up, and whoever whoever plays that character has to do that voice. Man up. He had to man up. So he crawled up on that cross, and he stuck it out. And he manned up. Christ, he manned up. And taught us all what real manning up is about. And it's Josh Gad in the original, so it's pretty freaking good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, that voice. I wish I could remember who I, I saw the the touring uh, like company. So it wasn't Gad and it wasn't Andrew Reynolds, but like which they is were... good because Quentin does not like Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah. I used to work with Josh Gad oh, when no. I was at the Daily Show. Is he nice? He's super nice, and I. He, I I feel like my hate of Josh Gad is completely irrational. Everyone it seems is. to really it's like him. There's just something about him. That he's just... so nice and he's so sweet. Oh, and oh, he, he actually came up monster. to me. I'm a monster. <laughs> he came up to me and he's like, so, um, uh, this is my Josh Gad. Uh, he, he's like, so, uh, I got this script for a Broadway show to audition for. And it's by the guys who did, uh, South Park. And I'm like, uh, yeah, audition for it. You and should, you then, should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should probably go do that <laughs> so yeah uh well uh, look matt and bridget have been telling me i'm a monster for literally years of my life so true now it's confirmed <laughs> you've got that exclusive scott he also he also donates a lot of money to charities <laughs> yeah i'm sure he seems like a good dude <laughs> you want me to continue to make him feel bad bridget man no? <laughs> that's kind of what we do but have you yeah, guys totally seen like the comedians? That. Come on. No. I actually like that show. Uh, Billy Crystal, too. I'm sure he's nice, too. But Yeah, I, I worked with his daughter also at The Daily Show. God damn it. <laughs> he saw one of my short films and he liked it. And he had he wrote me a nice little note that she read back to me. <laughs> 
Drink it in, Quentin. Look, Drink look, it in. all of my completely irrational hatred of people I do not know. Yeah, she said, my dad said, keep up the good work. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Who's your dad again? And she goes, Billy. I'm like, okay, your last name is Crystal. <gasps> <laughs> Host of the Oscars, Billy Crystal? <laughs> uh, I've come up with my answer. Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty would not have been bad. Like, she was probably still under contract for uh, uh, after Mallrats. So, she's yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Universal. That's a good. That's I thought good... you were going to say Claire Forlani. Joe Pash and Mallrats star? <laughs> if she had been in that role, she probably would have done about the same as Yasmin Bleeth. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't do much in movies. Yeah. It's about the same charisma level. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Shannon Doherty. Like, I'm. So I'd be all for that too. Shannon oh, Alyssa Milano would have been good too. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Do you have an irrational hate of Alyssa Milano? I don't think it's irrational. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I just hate who's the boss. <laughs> uh, Leah Remney would have been really good. Mm, but she was probably deep in the Scientology thing at the time. Yeah, she was. Yeah, because she was born into it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. She was. Yeah. When was King of Queens? Was that during? It would, it would have been like right around this time. Yeah. Uh, so, Bridget. Yeah. I need to know because I, I, I feel like I've got a read on everyone else's feeling on this movie except for yours. Yeah. So what's your feeling on this movie? So. I don't know. Parts of it. Like, I feel like it was executed weird. And parts of it felt dull to me. Like, I, I feel like they jumped from, like, it would be, like, a lot of action, and then it would be dull, and then it would be, like, and then it would be dull. I don't know. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really care about it either, I guess. I don't know. It's fair. It's interesting to me because it has, like, a lot more plot than one of these movies would normally have, I feel like. Well, like, because the Zuckers never really have plot in their movies, right. except for the Naked Gun movies. Exactly. The naked Guns have to have plot. Right. But the plots are so, like, patently absurd that they, like, propel the other absurdities. Where, like, the plot is fairly grounded in this. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's like a typical, like, sports movie plot uh, did, with, did, like, a twist on it. Did you notice who the guy at the beginning of the movie who kept getting traded from teams, the guy who was like, I played for New England, Miami... Now it's so oh, great yeah. to be here in Wisconsin, Minnesota. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, he looked familiar, but I couldn't place he's him. He's the voice of Shredder. What? He's, he's the voice of Shredder, I believe. No. no. The voice, of, the voice no, of Shredder is Uncle, Uncle Phil, Phil, sir. No. Oh, wait. Who, that, that, that was Kevin Michael Richardson, who is the voice of Cleveland Jr. on The Cleveland Show. He's a famous voice actor. Hi, Daddy. Wait, what else is Kevin Michael Richardson? Yeah. No, I th- he's done everything. He he's the Joker in one of the bad Batman cartoons. Um, he was on Clark's the cartoon. He was the narrator of Clark's the cartoon. I mean, he's got a really good voice. So yes, he does. You got to use that thing. He does Let's everything. See. It's just so uh, he. It's so weird seeing him in a live action movie. Yes. Yeah, I think the only other time I've seen him live action was he did actually have a good bit on How I Met Your Mother, which I know not everyone loves that show, but I like had, it uh, except for season nine. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like <laughs> season season one through eight seasons. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> uh I will say that all the all the 
the stadium names that they oh had they were the hilarious beginning. preparation h <laughs> <laughs> that was good oh yeah I, just another random gag i'm just kind of going through my notes but another random gag that i really liked is they're doing the walk and talk when uh when reamer is trying to be wooed um by the other owner by the dallas owner and they're walking and talking and then reamer just ends up on an escalator and starts going down <laughs> i love that entire scene because he got kareem abdul jabbar to be in it because he was an airplane yes. as a favor but I love how they show him clocking out. Yes, so. that is oh, it's so good. Yeah. Just. And I love the, the Shaq joke because then they try to bring it back. They're like, hey, and how much do you think Shaq gets now? As much as he made in college? What? <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows Shaq made his money playing college ball. <laughs> so good. Uh, my, my favorite joke in the entire movie is it's such a subtle throwaway line. Um, Jenna comes to visit him after the incident with Joey in the hospital and goes, why did you start playing basketball? Because of Mr. October, the guy on the Chippendales calendar. No, that's Dwayne Zachmore. I mean, whoever that is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I going back to the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing. Like, like what? I just love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, uh, he, one of my favorite Kareem Abdul-Jabbar things is uh, him, the leaked deposition uh, against my former boss, Richard McWilliam from uh, Upper Deck, the baseball card company, because uh, Upper Deck owed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like a million dollars. So he <laughs> sued Upper Deck and uh, Richard uh, was, uh, I would say, in the middle of a bender when he gave his deposition. And it's, uh, I, I highly suggest Googling it. It's very funny. Um, but uh, just the the like slow head turn that he gives Reamer when like <laughs> he walks in is so good. Right? He's just like very stiff and it's just like, yeah, uh, uh, that whole bit is great. I love it. And the Ty Cobb baseball bat going into the- <laughs> Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. Uh, I also love the did I fart joke. Because they bring <laughs> it back a second. <laughs> yeah, I get like that's the thing I think for me with this movie was like it's there's a lot that i just still did find funny but it like didn't quite gel for me the way i, I think that's i'm the same yeah where like yeah and i wonder I'm, if I was, when i was 15 if i was like way more tolerant of a movie not gelling than now or if it was just that like also i watched ladybugs this week too and i just <laughs> had no fucking patience for anything <laughs> Honestly, after watching Ladybugs, this was like a palate cleanser. Like, because like it's like, oh, I need to deescalate now. Because, <laughs> because the psychouts are actually really funny. Some of them, the stuff with San Francisco is not. Yeah, the, yeah. The how to speak San Franciscan is not funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, but, a li- a little too a little too hard on the everyone every cuban person from miami is a drug dealer for my liking just just a tiny yeah. bit every city i i think roswell is probably the one exception because it's aliens like everything else was really leaning hard into those stereotypes yes. because they're milwaukee beer like i mean mm. it would have it would have been funnier if their team was called the laverne and shirley's <laughs> <laughs> the squiggies hello <laughs> Um, I but there's one psych out that just 
every single time I see it, it makes me laugh. It's towards the end where he has the two guys from the um, safety dance video come out with the spinning plates and the look on their face of how happy they are (laughs) while they're spinning plates just makes me laugh every single time. (laughs) I do. I, one of the things I did like was just like how like weirdly complex all of the beers psych outs were compared to the other teams who just yelled insults. (laughs) Hey Coop. Your mother, she's a terrible cook. <laughs> yeah, like that's like the extent, like no one else has caught on. Like I could hire people or dress as a mime. Cut my own thumb Cut off. Cut my own thumb off. Oh, that yeah. one's my favorite. I love when he just, the song that he's doing. <laughs> every time i see it there's a there's a girl in the audience who looks like rachel lee cook and the one who who freaks out and the first time i saw it i was like is that josie from josie and the pussycats who maybe un uncredited just like david Boreanaz. yeah uh My- also dale earnhardt is uncredited in this too yeah, I forgot. I didn't remember that. And then, like, he turned around and I was like, holy shit, it's Dale Earnhardt. He died, like, right after this movie. Oh, no. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so. There's so. one thing that we need to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, The Lagoon of Peace. <laughs> the final game. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where Squeak's, uh, Squeak's speech is yeah actually really good but really <laughs> ridiculous because <laughs> i just love it. he's like stop it i mean that that whole scene was 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 interesting just in the placement of the rest of the movie where they're where they're leaning into we don't do things like other teams and then they're doing the ridiculous halftime show yeah. oh right right i did i did get a laugh where it was like was it like they're colonial oppressors like yes. representing that yes. like that got a giggle out of me and that it's the Dallas felons. The Dallas felons, yes. <laughs> what what is it that they're they're standing on? He's like, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna fight on the Laguna board peace. of peace. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the, the cheerleaders the were like the felon girls. Board. What? The cheerleaders were like the felon girls or something. Yeah. Or, oh my god. Oh my god, Bridget, you actually just reminded me <sighs> when I saw the cheerleaders one time. And all I could think of was that scene in The Running Man where the dancers had to come out and dance <laughs> the, mournfully. With the, the, the sad and dance. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Which one was that? Was was that Roswell? Uh, no, I want to say that was the... It was, was the, the beers, right? No, okay. it was the beer. It was the, like, because like all of the beers, uh, like everyone was like, they're wearing the black like socks. And then the Beers cheerleaders came out dressed in like black lingerie. Okay. Like when Ernest Borgnine died. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. I will say that I do love one thing that I always notice with sports because, I mean, from looking at me, I, I don't follow sports. <laughs> <laughs> but watching a game. I, whenever... I'm sorry. You follow Team Gryffindor. I can see this right here. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Holly Harpies are in the Quidditch finals. Um, <laughs> but. I, I will say that I love the play on the fact that that they'll get a celebrity to randomly show up in the booth with the announcers and like they never say anything. Yeah. 
And joining us in the booth this evening, big fan of basketball, Tony Nocciolino, who plays, as you know, Latino cut-up Scooter on the new hit comedy series, What's the Difference? Airing between Recycled Junk, starring Lisa Campbell, and Same Old Crap, featuring teen heartthrob Mark Swenson. All part of the great fall lineup on our network's Who Gives a Rat's Ass Thursdays. And Tony, it is great to have you with us. So Miami takes the field, and we're underway here. Because, yep. like... And they they made out they made up like what what was his name is really long and had three names like like a child actor would yeah it was I I was like is this like a reference to anything else besides like the fact that they always just have like ah oh, star of the new network show and it's like no yeah. they just they just but, fucking but it nailed was also, it also the shows were all like who gives a shit and yeah like another like, piece of who gives a rat's crap. ass Thursdays. <laughs> Uh, same old shit saturdays <laughs> gives a rat's ass thursdays once again bob costas and al michaels are the mvps of this movie They're i also absolutely i also love how they they imply that well basketball is going on they never leave the booths because we're in month nine <laughs> i also i love that the month like a basketball season is over a year long where like it's like like seven months for the regular season and then nine months for the playoffs <laughs> and the very convoluted structure they have up on the board yes. about like oh if they lose this game then they, yeah. yeah which is not wrong it would, the well, it's round also... robin and the sack race <laughs> uh. also um the graph this movie is filled with graphs because <laughs> at the beginning when they show like the teams moving I I love the narrator goes yes and then uh the or the new orleans jazz moved to utah where there is no music yes yes and then there's the good uh the, the raiders the raiders moved to los angeles and back to oakland and, and nobody, nobody noticed. Noticed. <laughs> yeah. no one in los angeles noticed zing did anyone know uh, know who the voice of the narrator was no the original night owl from Watchmen. it was steve mccaddy oh no way huh. yeah it was huh. weird Huh. Should he be in Sparta? He should be in some <laughs> Zack Snyder movie. Uh, I actually, I, I really liked to just uh, jump around a little bit more. But uh, when Reggie Jackson comes out at the end, and and he starts talking about, I just never got that third ball back. And Coop's like, Oh yeah, no, it's that's dude, so weird, that such sucks. A and then and then when Coop turns and walks away, he's like, Coop, one more thing. Hey, Coop, I don't have your fucking ball. Good luck next year. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I mean, we would all do that. Like if we, we felt like someone was on our trail of a memorabilia. <laughs> I would not. Yeah. If I had Reggie Jackson's third home run ball, I wouldn't give it up either. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Or if you have like anything from Billy Crystal movies, like, you know, My Giant or <laughs> Forget Paris. Or Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a deep cut. It's what I do. Um, also, when, when they almost killed Joey at the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Did, I, I did love the the expanding uh tube gag 
I don't know why I'm a sucker for like just like cartoonish things, but like just the tube just filling with air and expanding as they're sitting on it. It's cracked me up. Also, I also liked. Oh, oh. go ahead, Matt. I was just gonna say I also liked when uh, when they were asking him. Essentially, it wasn't make a wish, but it was you know make a wish. The dream and uh, the dream asking, come true foundation. And they're asking him what he wants to do, and he's like, "I want to kill an endangered species and throw <laughs> flesh eating fish in a public swimming pool." Yeah, like I was it po- poison the water supply was one of them. oh yeah right poison a reservoir yeah yes. uh, come on dude think of anything you want and I love he, he goes <laughs> Chelsea Clinton dude you have a better shot with Bill because <laughs> <laughs> we all know what was happening at that time because of the nineties yeah. am I right everyone <laughs> this this is like it feels kind of like a sitcom pilot. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And it also like a really bad pilot on UPN. <laughs> UPN is actually in this movie. Wait, is UPN in the movie? Yeah, because uh that's the news anchor who is interviewing them when Denslow dies. Ah. It's it's UPN because I just love that. He's like, well, I'm really vulnerable. A good friend died. I probably shouldn't be alone. Well, it's raining shit on Joe Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how poorly they treat treat Squeak. <laughs> it's like I, I love that it's just like clearly like it's such a parody of like no nobody, nobody would take that. But like also that they just keep him around. Like he's the third man on the team just for abuse. I feel like friends groups, like they take it to the extreme, but friends groups do have like the person they dunk on them, oh, sure. which is cool, like internally when they dunk on them. But if like somewhere, someone outsider were to come in and try and do it, that's not cool. right. Right. Like how we dunk also, on Quentin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love when, when they always insinuate that he's a child. And at one point he's sleeping in a drawer <laughs> and he's wearing feety pajamas. <laughs> Ugh. Wake up, bitch! You're my new best friend. Are we going to the zoo? Uh, yeah, I. Oh god, that gag of just like him reaching down and pulling out a man-sized drawer in the locker room is also very good. You know, uh, preceding that, I don't know that I realized the first time when I was watching that movie that when that envelope of evidence was thrown down, that you could also see something else right there. Oh yeah, in the they shot. have giant fake penises. Yes. <laughs> Because yeah, that leads to her being like, you being well endowed, and like she's like, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I mean, I remembered like I, I forget. I think it was Coop who like turned really quickly and obviously like hit something with his penis. Like yeah. I remembered that. I did not remember them just like straight up showing them in this movie. Yeah. With that said, how how do I get into this? <laughs> Squeak's girlfriend is not handled very well. No. <laughs> no. No. Very I, I, trans and homophobic. Yes. Yeah. Which I is seems very 1998, but like watching it 20 years later is fucking awful. Just terrible. Yeah. Like we talked about it a bit with with on on Clamshell, our podcast with Ladybugs with you Scott, but like this also just like boy, the homophobia and the transphobia is just, like, in your face. Yeah. Because back then, it's it's not that it's offensive. It's funny, guys. Right, Come on, yeah. See yeah. the joke. Ha, ha, ha. 
it's a man dressed as a woman. Har, har, har. Yeah, it's, oh, God. Like, I'm not even sure if that joke is funny in 1998, because it's just kind of like, yeah, so like, like, and obviously. I bet it played way better in 1998, because in the grand scheme of things, like, I feel like trans rights have been a very modern thing. Like, so I bet it played way better then. Like, definitely the past decade has been, like, leaps and bounds better with the way, you know, people treat trans people. I think it's uh, been a very actually a more recent thing than that. I wouldn't even give it 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're I would say, right. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Five years I mean, ago, was, I wouldn't even say so. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, that's very true. Yeah. In the past yeah. year or two year. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, I think it goes a little bit because what was it? Wasn't it like the South Carolina bathrooms was like the first case where like the Supreme Court was trying to say like, you can't use a bathroom that's not your gender and like. I feel it kind of grew from there. Yeah. I feel like there, yeah, there were, there's other things brewing. Like there's been just like, also like, like better and more accurate and, and positive portrayals of trans people in media, which you just didn't see for ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And like now, you know, you have entire television shows about it, which is wonderful, but like, yeah, Yeah. like showing adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, or it, not even because uh, I'm assuming Quentin, you were talking about uh, uh, transparent, but like even but, uh, yeah, even like Good Girls, like yeah. there's just a minor character in that show who's trans, yeah, and it's just like, or that's part of the show, yeah, or just like shows about like trans culture, like Pose, which is mm-hmm. about like ballroom culture and stuff, like which is like yeah, you, I think yeah, Bridget, you're right, like you wouldn't have seen this five years ago, right? Yeah, no, you would not have. Yeah, because um, also you five years ago to to do that they they were casting celebrities like you mentioned transparent yeah they, yes they used Jeffrey Tambor who is right. actually a monster right who's a yeah 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 trans trans America they they the movie they used uh, Felicity Huffman also a monster <laughs> turns yeah. out for uh, other reasons Scarlett Johansson was casted not that long ago what'd you say I don't know. Me and Matt were talking at the same time. Bridget, yeah. Bridget, you say. Oh, what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said she's probably less of a monster. I wouldn't compare the two. Sure. Uh, also, not that long ago, Scarlett Johansson cast as a trans person until until everyone bullied her out of not doing it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, she can play a tree if she wants, Matt. <laughs> but but in this movie, it's just so not handled well and like David Zucker is not the guy to be doing it and it's just a joke it's supposed to be a joke yeah and it's just stupid like that's the one thing that that made me really mad about this movie it's also yeah it's it's a bad joke it's a gross joke it's beaten into the ground like it's just so like in your face yeah it's a bummer and yeah I mean the, the culmination is she is basically tossing squeak up and down in the air because oh she's so manly <laughs> well honestly anyone could toss him up in the air he's, he's a little true. boy yeah 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 <laughs> also um out of nowhere reamer just ends up with jenny mccarthy like they don't even build on that at all I'm going to say I, it. I, Jenny McCarthy is wasted in this movie and she's actually not terrible. No, yeah, she's actually no, like kind of funny. Yeah. She's kind of funny in it and she is wasted. Like we talked yeah. about before, she has much more personality. Yes. Right. Yeah. She's like all personality. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I kind of appreciated the joke of it, of just like, well, we're the two characters that are left, so let's start making out. They're like, also the two grossest characters. Yeah, and like she is somebody who like has serial dated owners of basketball teams, and technically Reamer is part owner of a basketball team. So like, True. That makes no sense. <laughs> because cause Coop is still half owner, but then then the rest of the team has a small percentage. So... Reamer is not half owner. He's like, if there's three other guys who never play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, he's like, what, a quarter he's, owner? Not even? He's like a fifth of 50%. Yeah. Yeah, because Coop has the majority of. The- so 10%. I could do math. Yeah. Sorry. Because <laughs> Coop, ha- Coop has the most stake in it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah well, she's. She's downgraded every time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she she's not really with Baxter Kane. That's his name. That's Robert Vaughn's name. Baxter Kane. <laughs> Baxter Kane. It's a good ass villain name. It really is. And yeah. I feel like he's wasted in this movie. Yes. I do love his cringes every time he does something. Like when he picks up the chicken poop and touches his face and he just goes, Ugh. Or just when he's in conversations that he just can't be in anymore. So he's just like, oh, and just turns and walks away. <laughs> That's where we get the, did I fart? Yes. <laughs> yes. I like to see uh, he had the cases of people. Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah that was, I liked that. Do you want to talk about Robert Stack's uh, cameo? Oh yes. God, I love that. Also, just like straight up licensing the Unsolved Mysteries music. Right. Well, Which that's is... a Universal-owned TV show, so... Ah, uh, that makes sense. Because they used to have at Universal Studios in Orlando, they used to have the Unsolved Mysteries uh, showcase thing. I uh, I do love that. I, I mean, I, th- I thought his bits were all great, but also you can very clearly tell he's reading all of his lines off a teleprompter. You watch his yes, eyes yes, move I side that same to side. Thing. Well, because like, it probably they, just like shuffled him in. They're like, can you read this, Robert? And he's like, absolutely. Let's... Yeah, no, that's why I figured they're like, we got two hours with this guy. So just throw <laughs> it up there and let him do his thing. I also love when he's saying, I would love to be his girlfriend. Curled <laughs> up in the spoon position. <laughs> and then they just toss water in his face. Yep, yep. <laughs> so did you guys think that uh, this is a very minor complaint in the grand scheme of things in this movie but uh when the whole setup is like too much advertising in sports and you know uh and then to have his ball be the lazy boy and highlight lazy boy a bunch like i don't know if that was an actual product placement sort of thing no it's just like got the the rights to the name Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because that's what happens in The Natural is he he builds this bat out of a special wood that's only found in this part of Indiana or wherever the hell the movie takes place. (laughs) And uh, the bat breaks. And his bat boy, who is like a surrogate son to him, builds him another one. And he's able to do the game. I I figured it couldn't have been product placement because the kid gives him uh, a God, what's that? A bark lounger. Yeah. No, they they were just ripping off the the natural. I didn't even make that natural connection, and that's a movie I watched a bunch as a kid. It's one of my dad's favorite movies, so like it I, is. 
it's such a dad movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were a very Robert Redford heavy family. My favorite movie of all time is The Sting, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If it has Redford in it, we love it. <laughs> Pete's Dragon remake? Why not? <laughs> oh, God, is he in the Pete's Dragon remake? He plays the Mickey Rooney character. Oh, wow. Yep. Now I want to watch it. He's actually really good. <laughs> He's Bryce Dallas Howard's dad. Yeah. Huh. Um, the final game. I love how. Uh, what's his name? Uh, when Reamer is trying to give them the speech because at this point he's become Dennis Rodman. Ah, uh, yeah. He's even got the. There's the good shot of him with like the Rodman wig, which and got, and the piercing. And the piercing. Yeah. Yep. And I love when he's trying to give them the motivational speech and Coop shows up and then the look he just does when he does the, I'm about to do a visual on a podcast and he just does that. Oh, <laughs> uh, the finger bite. Yes. It's the so good. Bite. Yeah. <laughs> the turn around finger bite. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. I love that, that, that Coop got food poisoned <laughs> and he's still playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite, like, kind of, like, low-key jokes about basketball is how, like, like, just, like, minimal of a game it is and, like, how, like, little effort you have to, like, throw in, like, no, yeah, you can still totally play this while so drunk that you're falling over or, like, food poisoned or, like, you know, just completely distracted, like, that it's, it's, ah, it's good. Jo- Joey's operation game when he's blitzed out of his mind and he's, he just goes, Shh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so good. It, yeah. It, like the game itself. Uh, I think Roger Ebert, get, he gave this thumbs down, obviously, but he said in his review that he wanted more of the basketball game and he wanted less of like the plot. of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, that's like, I think that goes back to like, what I was saying too about like how like plotted this movie is where like, it's like, I'd rather just have like more dumb basketball gags. And like, you've been saying about like, Oh yeah. Like the psych outs are the interesting, funny part of the movie where it's like, you could have just structured a bunch of gags around that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like the one that I remember the most, anytime I see it is when he goes, yeah. Hey, that's my wife. Yeah, and this is me. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how happy he looks in the photo, Because <laughs> to think about how they had to do it, they literally had to go to a shirt shop, get a photo. Yep. Put it on a shirt. Yep. Or um, uh, the they had to buy these masks. They had to get the paint to do mime stuff. Yeah. It's in. It's insane what they it's- had to do to pull it off. I I just I, I wish there was a I almost wish there was like a like we're looking at tape to like study our opponents, but then they're just like brainstorming terrible, terrible psych outs to do. Like that's what the, I want from the movie. The Beetlejuice one is so weird. When yeah. It opens up what, a, face. what a weird, weird reference to a movie that at that point was a decade old. Yes. <laughs> and from a different movie studio. Yeah. And from a different <laughs> studio. From nobody involved. Whatsoever. I will say that um, of the two, uh, Trey Parker is the better actor than yeah. Matt Stone. Matt Stone is not a great actor, but he's 
he's he, funny. He plays Reamer well because like he Reamer's just like a weird force of nature. Gross guy. You want a pretzel? Made it myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> But yeah, like I but I wonder if that's why. Uh, 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 bruh, 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 bruh. Uh, Trey Parker does like more voices and stuff oh, yeah. like. I mean, like, just guys- because he's. Would He's you be okay if someone offered you like a pretzel and pulled it out of nowhere? No. Yeah, it depends on who it is, I guess. Yeah, it, I guess it would depend on who it is. Is if it, it a sport? If it was Doug Reamer. No. <laughs> well, like, how much do I know about Doug Reamer? Do I just know him from being a professional sports athlete? Because maybe, yeah, I take a pretzel. <laughs> But also, um, in that scene, I love how downtrodden Coop is, and Jenna asks for an autograph, and he's so used to signing body parts of people, and he's like, oh, okay, sure. And she just <laughs> pulls up the basketballs, and he goes, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> he's he's nonplussed by it. Uh, so how many people have ever felt like uh, Coop and Reamer walking into a party like they did at the very beginning of the movie? Yes. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I've done that before, <laughs> yeah. 100%. I am definitely not the grown-up when I go to a party. Yeah. I will say this movie uh, taught me that I could use the term cock as like a swear. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like when they're like, you graduated? Of course we graduated, cock beer. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I, I take offense to what are you doing hanging around playing Nintendo? <laughs> hey, well, nothing well, also wrong the, with that. the guy's name is Skidmark Steve, so take it from the source. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact, I wish that they kind of kept the the game the way it was the first time they played it. I wish they had on the field every single time a, a tray of meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, I watching this is, is funny because I haven't watched it in years, but uh, I, I know Matt is familiar, but um, uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade pro Thunderball episode mm-hmm. just kept it just like kept coming to my head with just insane sports rules. Um, but yeah, like the tray of meatballs remind me because that would be like a Thunderball ass thing to just be like, oh, there's a tray of meatballs that you're not allowed to touch or eat during the game just needs to be there. <laughs> where you shoot home runs from <laughs> so um are there any final things you want to talk about before we get to bagels i don't think i have i don't think i have anything either yeah no bridget okay so how many bagels in a baker's dozen you have 13 bagels if it's good one bagel if it's really bad how many are left in your bagel basket whoever wants to go first can go How many hmm. are left? I'm see, I'm so torn yeah. because again, I liked this movie enough, but the stuff they didn't handle well, they handled really, really not well. Because mm-hmm. it's uh, 1998, Matt. <laughs> it's 1998. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it six and a half. I was so I was going to ask if I could do half and do yep. six and a half so it's like split in the middle because that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Okay, good. Yeah, 
I'm so we can we can cut one of them and just leave a half for somebody else. Good, perfect. Yeah, I'm taking three out for Yasmin Bleeth and three out for the dated jokes, like the really inappropriate trans jokes and all of the gay jokes, and then half out for um, uh, half of the acting of Matt Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so the more baskets in the basket, make it. The more bagels in the basket is oh, good. So is good. Yeah. So for when we did Birds of Prey, that was a perfect dozen. That yeah. was a thirteen. It's a good movie too. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I would probably go with a six, except I, I did not take as much umbrage with Yasmin Bleeth. I would just pull all those those other ones out, the seven out for uh just them not handling things good at all. I was going to say, I too would not take a full three out for Yasmin Bleeth. I'll take okay, the ha- one out for Yasmin Bleeth and the rest out for cultural appropriation. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, t- I'm taking, I'm taking at least two out because I wanted more basketball. Like, like Roger, <laughs> like Ebert. Roger Ebert, yeah. your hero. Uh huh. I hate North so, and I wanted more basketball, just like Roger North. Ebert. Just like Roger Ebert. <laughs> Do you also hate so high school up? high and surf ninjas? Uh, Who could hate high school high? A John Lovitz class. Yeah, where he fucks a cat. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, say- I also saw high school high on opening night. I watched a lot of bad comedy movies in opening night when I was in high school. <laughs> so, Bridget, how many? Um, I guess I'll leave six in. Uh what I took out was obviously for, you know, inappropriate stuff, but also just parts of it I just found dull. So maybe it was Jasmine Bleef. I don't know. Bleef, I don't know. <laughs> also, more Robert Stack would have been great, too. Yes. Yeah. Robert Stack is probably why it was a six and not a five. So The Roberts. Robert Vaughn, Robert Stack. Yeah. Really leaving bagels in the basket. Yeah. Also, I love when Trey Parker just looks at the camera like not even knowing there's a camera there as i said before with him in the the leaves and he's just smiling or looking at the laundry when he's in the factory and he gives himself a good pat on the back for <laughs> for getting safety regulations in there and he's just smiling and looking at the camera yes that that's why i i kept that half a bagel is because of how <laughs> just how good he is God, oh, the factory. I uh, I forgot about the terrible, terrible racist jokes there. Oh, it's bad. Well, it's a Zucker's movie, so you have to assume. I, I know, but I just, I blocked it out. And then I you mean, mentioned. I mean, because if you remember an airplane, all of the Harry Krishna stuff. Yes, yes. They don't handle anyone's culture well. No. Not even their own. Well, I mean, <laughs> so actually, I did have a quote pulled here, which seems like right on brand with them when I think it was after Borgnine died, or maybe it's with the kids. I can't remember. I just have the quote written down. Oh, we like to refer to them as health challenged and living impaired. And by God, if that isn't a 90s anti PC culture sort of quote yeah. right there. <laughs> Yeah. They also had yeah. hard hat turbans at some point. Yes. That was that was the thing that really it's just bad. Yeah. 
Like it's it's brutal. not good. Yeah. But Trey Parker's really good in this. <laughs> I, I mean, that's honestly that might be the most surprising portion of mm. this to me. And again, you know, going into it as a oh, this is a South Park guys movie, and like I, I like Orgasmo. I haven't seen Orgasmo in forever either, yeah. but I remember liking Orgasmo. I'm gonna guess and, that, and that there's some problematic stuff with Orgasmo if we went yeah, back. Probably, <laughs> I, I'm willing to bet. Yeah, that that's that's also very true. But like. Like how well that they did in this movie, I did not expect. Yeah, that. same. Yeah, that, like I was saying earlier, like I was honestly floored with like, oh, these these guys are good. I went in expecting like, oh, they're probably just going to be like barely acting through it, but no, they're they're good. Has anyone done the thing thing where like they're watching a video that someone recorded for them and they say, "And to you," and you go, "Yes," not realizing that because <laughs> when. I related too hard to that when when Coop goes, yes, Mr. Denslow, and he looks around. <laughs> yes. I've done that before. Which, uh, yeah, that was a good bit we didn't mention either, too. And he's like, okay, now I'd like everyone to leave so I can talk to Coop alone and no one budges. No one budges, and also he does not give nearly yeah, enough yeah. time <laughs> to let a room clear. And it culminates him with him eating, what was it, like herpes cream or well, something like that it to on get his high? Chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. While singing I'm Too Sexy in the best (laughs) cadence ever. So uh, now that we're at the end, is there anything you guys want to promote? I don't know, a podcast that you guys have? (laughs) Uh, I don't know anything about (laughs) podcasts. No, I don't think we do anything, really. Uh, No, we just sit home all day. (laughs) Uh, I did that before the quarantine. It's uh, true. Uh, yeah, obviously, clamshell case files. We talk about movies from our childhood, and how what we started out with just one scale, the thermometer, and how much these movies traumatized us. But we have also added over time the inspirometer and the hornometer. Uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, God, now I can't remember the name of that movie. Um, uh, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Yep, that was the first time we used uh, it. So, oh my God, so all of the cocaine and prostitutes <laughs> on that set oh my God. and booze for so a good. Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. I still yep. haven't done that on this one. It's great. It was something. I mean, Tim Curry is just like, oh my God. I don't know what that set was made out of, but he couldn't eat it fast enough because <laughs> yeah. he's just. Uh, Isn't so Rebecca yeah. DeMornay in that movie? Yep. Yeah, she is. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and Gabriel Amoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Paul McGann also chewing scenery as two different characters. Yep. Yes. Wonderful, just wonderful. Uh, so yeah, and so yeah. and Clamshell Case Files has a very special guest this week. Hmm. I wonder who that. <laughs> I is. I wonder who that is. <laughs> to talk about a very special movie. <laughs> very don't special episode of Clamshell Case Files. <laughs> Don't 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 make our mistake. <laughs> don't get put on watch lists. Do not watch Ladybugs. We watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to throw out there uh, that if you're into Disney stuff, uh, check out World of Commotion. Here we go. Also on the Zero Science Network with two great hosts and me. So two great hosts. And me. I said what I said. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if, if you're listening to this, we also have a mini series podcast that we're doing with Zero Science Network called Where in the World is Stephen Quincy Urkel. Uh, Christopher Brown and I, who has been a guest on this podcast, talk about Urkel and where the fuck he keeps showing up. So, uh, yeah, you can find that on the Zero Science Network and you can tweet at us, email us here at writersbagelbasket at gmail.com and uh yeah that's that's it guys thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you for having <laughs> us out. Thank you. yeah i will pick something better for you guys next time no it's okay it was <laughs> I, it was nice to revisit honestly like i don't think i would have gone back and watched it and, like i just it's like one of those movies that i had like fond memories for so it was like nice to actually go back and watch it well and i mean also i was expecting to dislike it way more than i did and i think from the number of of bits that we've all brought up here like it, you could have brought us far worse movies to watch yeah, like ladybugs we've watched some of them yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah La- ladybugs was bad uh, i'm still trying to find someone to do sing street <laughs> to do what to do an actual good movie sing oh. street <laughs> that that's um i don't the guy who made once made a, another musical movie Wait, really? Sing Street. It's really good. I don't. I love Once, and I did not know this. Yeah, it's his third in his trilogy. It's the movie he did after he did Begin Again. Wait, how did I miss this? It's it's good, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I'll eventually get to it. Uh, until next time, guys. Once again, thank you for doing this. I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye.